Welcome to Builder Funnel Radio. If you are a builder, remodeler, or contractor, this is your go-to resource for business growth strategies, as well as marketing and sales tactics. On this show, you'll hear from industry leaders, construction professionals in the trenches, and from our team of digital marketing experts here at Builder Funnel. If you're not growing, you're moving backward. So we want you to always be in growth mode. Let's get started. Hey, and welcome back to Builder Funnel Radio. This is another episode of the Growth Series, and I've got Taylor with me again today. Hi. And we are going to talk about analytics. So hopefully that didn't scare a bunch of you off immediately, <laughs> but uh, we love the numbers, at least I do. Uh, I guess I shouldn't speak for Taylor, but we're going to dive into how to set up, how to analyze, how to look at data so that you can actually improve your marketing efforts over time. Because if you can't improve, then it's really tough to get better. So um, let's get started, I guess. Um, where do we start with analytics? Well, I am going to start by saying you're going to hear the word HubSpot a lot probably in the recording today. We're, we use HubSpot. We are a HubSpot agency, but any sort of software will do. So if you don't use HubSpot in particular, that's okay. You're still going to get a ton of information out of this. This is just the the software that and the platform that we pull numbers from. So you're going to hear that a little bit as we go on. Yeah. And that's, yeah, that's really the technology that we use that puts the the tracking mechanisms in place, but we're going to mostly stay high level, but just by our very nature, we're going to mention HubSpot just because it's the tool that we use. So if you're used to Google Analytics or another marketing automation tool, you can kind of replace HubSpot <laughs> with that in your mind. Um, so I guess, yeah, what do you look at first when you're analyzing data? I know a lot of people probably have Google Analytics installed on their website. Mm-hmm. And some people I know get really deep into it and others go, well, I know I have it. And that's about all they know. So where do we start? Exactly. So I look at three main things at any given point in the month. Um, I'm going to look at the amount of visits to the website. I'm going to look at the amount of leads we've been able to collect. And I'm going to look at the conversion rate. And the conversion rate is basically the amount of leads divided by the total number of visitors any given month or week or however you break up your data. Gotcha. Yeah. So we're looking at total people coming to the site and then how many people are actually converting and you have that opportunity to start a sales conversation with them. Uh, So let's talk about kind of some benchmarks, you know, if somebody's looking at their conversion rate, is there something they should be shooting for? Yeah. Conversion rates are going to vary depending on what industry you work in, in the home building remodeling industry, the one that we have our hands in the most and all the time rather uh, is 1.5 to 2.5%. So anywhere in that range is what we shoot for. Anything above that? Great news. Yeah. Yeah. And I would say, you know, if you're at, if you're doing the math and you're trying to run your conversion rate to see where you're at, you know, oftentimes I find that if people haven't worked on a conversion strategy before, they're right around a half a percent, which would mean if you get 200 people to the website, then one person maybe fills out a form. So that half a percent. Um, but again, like Taylor said, that 1.5 to 2.5 percent is a great number to, to shoot for. Um, so I guess as you're looking at the the visitors coming to the website, let's talk about traffic a little bit. Mm-hmm. Um, are there different types of traffic? Do you find there's different 
types that are more valuable than others? Or how should somebody kind of, when they see like, oh, this is organic or social and they're looking at Google Analytics, like how do you break that down? Right, so we are constantly looking at the type of lead that we are able to capture. So there's different traffic sources, but there's also different types of, of leads that come in. So you might've heard in, uh, you know, in a marketing spiel at one point or another, top of funnel leads, middle of funnel leads, or bottom of funnel leads. So the top of funnel leads are kind of your, you know, they're researching, they're they're checking out your website, they're maybe comparing you to your competition. Uh, so they might fill out something like a, you know, a general guide or a piece of, you know, they might input their information for a piece of content that's very high level, doesn't quite get into the nitty gritty. Then you've got your middle of the funnel leads. You can tell they're a little further along in their research process. They're looking into more in-depth information. So you might get their, their information at, at some point with a little more intense content. Sure. And then you've got your bottom of the funnel leads, which is my favorite kind of lead. Um, <laughs> and, and those are the folks that are interested in talking to you. They're the ones filling out the schedule of consultation form. They're the ones who are wanting to talk to you and they're ready to move forward with their custom home or their remodeling project. Um, and now you had mentioned the different types of traffic, right? Mm-hmm. So we'll back up for a sec. So you've probably got what, four or five traffic points coming in at any given time. Definitely. De- yeah. Depending on if you're dabbling in, in paid advertising or not. Um, so we look at organic traffic, which is the traffic that you're going to want to shoot for. That's the traffic that's going to get you higher in the search engines. That's the traffic that is going to put you in that top spot. Um, we also look at direct traffic, which is uh, folks who are entering your URL right into their browser, or maybe they have it bookmarked. I see that happen uh, from time to time. And you've got your referral traffic. So for our our clients and our clients uh, clients, that's usually from house or so, maybe like a Nari website. Mm-hmm. Yeah, or if you get featured in a newspaper or something. Yeah, exactly. Um, and then you've got your social media traffic. Is it coming from Facebook? Is it coming from LinkedIn? You know, all, all the all the social networks. And then you've got your paid ads too. Uh, so you've got paid social, paid search, things like that. So. Yeah, and so as as somebody's looking at all these channels, they're going, okay. So I'm looking at my traffic, saying I get 500 visitors a month to my site, and then there's a breakdown of that. And so they get, uh, you know, 300 organic and 100 direct, and that kind of breaks down. Um, I guess as somebody's looking at that, you said organic is typically the best. Uh, and we do see that typically converting at the highest rate too, which makes a lot of sense because somebody goes to Google with a certain intent. Mm-hmm. And then if they find you, then usually that's a more relevant uh, search or I guess a more relevant visit than say, even coming from social media, they might've accidentally clicked on a link or they're just you know not specifically researching that. But Uh, How should somebody evaluate that? You kind of started talking about top, middle, and bottom (laughs) of the funnel leads. So it's one thing to look at traffic, but then it's another to look at leads, right? And where they're coming from. Yeah, we can break down where these leads are coming from, what sources they're coming from, and then we can tailor our strategy uh, for those different attribution points. So if the majority of our traffic is coming from social media, I'm going to put a ton of effort into our social media posts, our engagement, and where we might allocate more of our advertising budget to social media. If the majority of our traffic is coming from referrals, I'm going to explore that. I'm going to see, all right, how can we sort of take 
because we know organic chocolate converts the best, right? So that's sort of the, the creme de la creme of where we want to be. Now, I'm not docking uh, leads that come in from other sources by any means, but organic traffic is really what's going to put you at the top of Google, which is what everyone wants, right? Um, and so we're, we're going to constantly be looking at ways to bump up our organic traffic and supplement our organic traffic with additional traffic sources. Yeah. And I think this is where like strategy really comes into play because a lot of times maybe you have Google analytics set up and you're, you're seeing your traffic, but then all you know is, Oh, I got 15 leads from my website this month, but you haven't broken it down. Like Taylor's talking about to the specific channel, like, Oh, I got 10 leads from organic and one from Facebook and one from house. And you can actually get that granular, that technology exists. And so um, I think if you don't have that, then it becomes really difficult to figure out what to do next. And so a lot of people say, yeah, I want to improve my strategy. I'm just not sure if my strategy is working. It's all about measurement first, because if you get these things in place, then you can actually look at that and you go, oh, organic. 200 visits, 10 leads, you know, converted at this rate. Oh, social media, it drove a bunch of traffic, but it didn't convert as many leads. Oh, paid, same thing. And then you can make those decisions uh, based on real information. So uh, that's why we really like the numbers because it actually allows you to get into uh, strategy and decision-making based on real data and not just, oh, I feel like this is working, you know, right. that's, that's a tough way to make some decisions. It is. Yeah. This, this is a way to put some tangible information into your, your marketing spend or your sales spend or what have you. All right. So we've kind of covered the traffic and leads portion, but I think a lot of people are probably thinking, okay, this is great. Leads are awesome, but I want customers. So <laughs> once you start closing some customers, how do you tie that back and then start making these, these real decisions based on like this channel is producing this much revenue? Yeah. So that's a great question. There's sort of two parts to this, right? So you've got your, your platform. So like I said, we use HubSpot, we're in there or Google analytics or Salesforce, if that's, if that's what you're using. So to use your marketing software in conjunction with a CRM, sometimes that's one and the same, sometimes it's different, but if they can talk to each other, then we could really dive into where a customer started and where they ended up. And we can look at all the different pieces of content that they touched along the way. And we can attribute certain pieces of content or certain, you know, campaigns or certain initiatives back to that particular project or revenue. Yeah. And that's the holy grail, because if you, (laughs) if you can't tie back to the customer, then again, you're, you can make some good decisions based on lead flow, but Mm -hmm. you might have one source that produced you know, 10 leads and then every other source produces 50, but maybe that source is hyper-targeted and you close six of those 10 leads. And so you wouldn't know that without taking that extra step. Yeah, exactly. And the more data we have throughout the year, the more we can tie that back to ROI, which is something that we hear a lot of, not just at Builder Funnel, but when we chat with folks in the industry too, they want to know, hey, I'm spending X amount of dollars on marketing every year. How many deals did I close? What was that revenue? And how much did I spend? What's, much, what's my ROI? And yeah. A lot of people can't, can't go in and look at that data if they're not using a CRM in conjunction with marketing software and analytical tools. Yeah. And we had just released our state of remodeler marketing report. And that was, I think it was like north of 50% of people can't measure the ROI on their marketing efforts. Mm -hmm. And um, 
my big or one of my big takeaways from this conversation is that you know if you don't have the tools in place like i would put that high on your priority list for the rest of the year because once you have the tech in place which is available to to even small businesses today this stuff used to be only available to the big companies but now everybody can implement it and as soon as you implement it it just gives you so much clarity around oh wow like i'm doing all these things a bunch of it isn't working or it's not producing things. And if you shift those activities to the things that are producing, suddenly you've just made huge gains. And so um, something that you said that I just want to hit on again was you've got your marketing tools and your marketing technology, but you've got to tie it into your CRM and have those things connected because um, what we see in this industry, especially is that those get fragmented and somebody might be using Google analytics and MailChimp or constant contact. And then they're using, Mm -hmm. Builder Trend or Co-Construct or, you know, a project management tool. Um, and then they might have another CRM and, you know, they've got like four or five different tools and, and none of them are talking to each other. And that's a real problem. It makes a huge difference. I've got a client who we can track uh, when a when a prospect or a user comes to their website, we can find out what page they landed on, how long they spent looking at it. Um, whether or not, you know, did they check out the blog? Did they read one blog? Did they read seven? We can, it's, it's, it's kind of scary. It right? is yeah. a little scary to see how, <laughs> how far we can get into it. Um, and then we can, we can sort of, you know, watch them throughout the process. Um, uh, did they read our email? Did they look at this landing page? Did they download an offer? What was the, at what point did they decide, Hey, I want to become a customer. I'm sold. And we can actually track all of that from start to finish. And uh, we actually have a case study up on builderfunnel.com if anyone's interested. Um, it's about influencing revenue. So we'll drop that in the show notes if, if anyone's interested. But it's, it's really cool to see how someone goes from point A to point B on the website. Yeah. And what's, what's really fascinating is that you'll start to see these trends of people that will hit your website And then it's not until seven or nine or 12 months later that they actually close. But like Taylor was saying, you can see their journey and you can see they come back to the website four or five times. Mm -hmm. They look at the portfolio. They look at, you know, available homes if you're a builder uh, and they start just looking at all these different pieces and you start to realize, oh, this is how I research too. Like we all research the same way, right? We jump on websites, we browse around, we Mm -hmm. come back, we think about it, we go back some more. And so it's so important for you to be able to track that because you'll start to see these patterns. You'll start to see, oh, this piece of content or this campaign produces, you know, the most revenue. And so can we do that campaign every year? Can we do it bigger and better next time? Can we expand on it? And, uh, yeah, it gets pretty exciting. Um, you know, we, we kind of like to geek out over the numbers, <laughs> but uh, for good reason, because it all tracks back to revenue. So, exactly. um, and when the sales cycle is so long, like it is in the remodeling and construction, home buying, building industry. I mean, we're not talking a week long research process here. We're talking months and maybe even years. And that, that's a great way to be able to track that too, over that long period of time. Absolutely. Just a quick announcement before we get to the rest of today's episode. We've been getting a ton of feedback on our Done For You social media program. Now, if social media has been a frustration of yours or you feel like you're not posting enough, this is the perfect solution for you. And as a listener of the podcast, we've got a special promotion going on right now. So just head over to remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at the checkout. 
So if you want to get more engagement and more people finding you on platforms like Facebook and Instagram, hit pause really quick and check out remodelersocialmedia.com and use the code radio at checkout. All right, back to the show. All right, so we've been talking a lot about data and now I want to get to action items because I know you guys are on the go and absorbing all this information about numbers is uh, probably a lot to just be listening to. But, uh, you know, for those listening that maybe are thinking, hey, I've got Google Analytics, but I haven't really been looking at it or I don't know what I've got set up. You know, what are a couple of good next steps for somebody to get started to make sure they've kind of got a good system here for tracking and improving? Yeah, I mean, take inventory of what you do have working for you. If you have something in place that you might have, you know, set in set in place two years ago, you just never look at it, take a look at it. Sure. Um, and then see, you know, and we'll link to a couple different components and tools that you can use. Uh, some of these are free, some of them, you know, cost a little bit more, but you you know, you get what you pay for. So we'll link those two because there's a ton of different tools out there that are either low cost or are free for for folks. So. Yeah, that's perfect. Yeah, I think the technology is really that first piece. Like you've yeah. been saying, like you got to have the tech there. Otherwise, you don't have the data. And so once somebody takes that step and say they put that in place, then what next? How can they start using that? Or kind of what's a good cadence? How often should we be looking at it and evaluating and that sort of thing? Yeah. So you've got these tools in place now, look at the data. What is the data telling you? Where are your largest source of traffic coming from? Are they coming from organic traffic? If not, then, you know, talk about bumping up your, your in-page content. If they're coming from social media, great. Put more energy into your social media, get that cranking. So there's so many things that we can extrapolate from the data. We just got to ha- one, have it and yeah. two, know how to read it. So there's so many trends and things that we can pull. I'd say maybe check it once a month, maybe even you know more than that if you're doing a high volume of traffic or a high volume of revenue and you've got the resources to be able to look at it you know, every month, sometimes even more than that. Yeah, and I think it's important that you just get into that cadence of looking at your analytics and seeing, you know, where the opportunities are and maybe where you've improved. And so then you can start to identify where you can double down on things that are working really well. And I know that we also like to really look at uh, quarterly trends, annual trends, and then especially in the construction industry, it's nice to look at year over year. And so it's really important that you get those analytics set up because you can look at those seasonal trends. And so you might be hitting a low point, like typically end of the year is lower for analytics. Um, We see November, December, you know, a drop. But if you look at the previous November, December, you might see that you're actually ahead of the game. And so, whereas if you're just looking at the year, it might look like you're not doing that well. So I think those types of things are really important. And as we kind of wrap up today's episode, I want to pull out a couple of takeaways for you guys. Again, I know you're on the go. And so uh, there are really two big things that I think, you know, T and I were talking about that are great takeaways. And the first one is making sure you install your analytics and that you have a way to track on these things. Because if you don't have the measurement in place, it's gonna be impossible to improve your efforts over time. So step number one is make sure you have analytics installed. You can see where your traffic is coming from, where your leads are coming from by source, and then you can start to improve. And takeaway number two is really just looking at and building the habit of looking at the analytics on a regular basis. So. Uh, monthly is a great cadence, but if you can start looking at it a couple of times a month, 
as you start to get more traffic and more leads, then you'll actually be able to make adjustments on the fly a lot better. But definitely monthly is a great habit to build and that will really help as you move forward. Uh, Taylor, thanks for joining me again today to yeah. talk about analytics. I know, the best topic ever. It's the best topic, we love it. <laughs> um, but yeah, thank you guys for joining us again on the growth series and we will see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio. Hey guys, thanks for tuning in to Builder Funnel Radio. I know there are a lot of podcast choices out there, so it really means a lot to me that you choose this as one you either subscribe or listen to regularly. Now, before we part ways for today, I have a quick favor to ask you. If you got some value out of today's episode, please either leave us a review or share this with a friend. We're really working on building a community of construction professionals that want to treat their customers right, they want to run profitable businesses, and create more jobs in our economy. So leaving a review or sharing it with a friend really helps us build that community, and we'd really, really appreciate it. All right, guys, that's all I've got for today. So we'll see you next time on Builder Funnel Radio.